2: All right, thank you very much. Welcome back. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Casper and Wink in the studio. And uh, glad you're with us around the country and down the line. Of course, you can hear us on our app, and it's available at your local app store. Uh, Or you can go to the Pit Pass uh, Motor Racing website. Check it out there. Or also on on, uh, iHeartRadio. You can check it out there, KXNL. That's our home or flagship station, KXNL, 1460 KXNL. And uh, we go to our next guest. Tony, your opportunity here to talk a, and, and give Kristen the type of intro. Uh, she,
0: she's she been named Miss Sprint Cup what? in 2012. Uh, she's been involved <laughs> in – Thank you for starting out
1: with my most shining
0: accolade. How's it going?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Kristen Beat is our guest um talk about what you're up to this is pretty exciting i think
1: absolutely so i am reporting from the kicker arena cross series from the pro national tour so it's different from the winter series which kicker arena cross is also in the thick of right now in their season but the pro national tour is a, a separate championship that will be broadcast on fox sports two days in airtime to be announced soon but the airings will start in february of course we've already concluded. Loveland, which was round one, Oklahoma, which was round two. And coming up in two weeks from now, we have Denver. So uh, we'll also be at Greensboro. A few other rounds after that, you can kind of check all those out at the website. But, yeah, it's going to all air on Fox Sports 2, which is very exciting.
0: It is exciting. And, and uh, you know, we, we uh, what caught my attention was Arena Cross because Phil just, just uh, put that to bed and, and they're no longer doing it. Um, you've been around, though. You've been uh, – yeah, here's a picture of you uh, interviewing one of our, our good friends, Gavin Faith. Um, oh yeah, he's, he's, an boy, he's an Iowa boy. Yep. So um, we do know people from out of state, w- though. We, just mostly just <laughs> people from Iowa, Kristen. <laughs> so it's a real treat to have you on because I understand you're not from Iowa. <laughs> oh, so it's kind of a big deal for us. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know
1: what though, I interviewed for a job in Des Moines not too long ago what? with the ABC affiliate. Maybe you? WI, sure. Yeah, and so I flew back there for an interview. They actually wanted me to do the morning news out there instead of sports. And I have a soft spot Did, Can sports. I can I just say this? Out,
2: My buddy yeah. is the lead anchor for the morning news, and and uh, you could look a long uh, a long time to find somebody as quality as he is. He just matter of fact, right. I think he just won an Emmy.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great station, and what drew me there is actually the fact that they have won so many Emmys in the past for Midwest. New station, yeah, uh, a really good
0: station. What it wasn't. Watching. It wasn't the local motocross track that I owned that that you were like, "Woo, they got motocross." <laughs> it wasn't that, huh? I'm su- not surprised. <laughs> it's really actually not a surprise. But
2: they have their sister station is KCWI, and one of my TV shows airs on KCWI, so oh, that's it's awesome. on, yeah. on the same I mean, building, yeah.
1: I love the Midwest. I'm, I lean more towards the Hawkeyes when I was working with Big Ten. I love that team. And, I mean, just the environment, the community out there is awesome. It's not this time of year.
2: Now, when you were working <laughs> exactly. with the Big Ten, what, what sports were you involved with?
1: College football, a lot of basketball and football. But I ended up working in Lansing, Michigan, so I covered a lot of MSU and once in a while. Sure. Michigan games over in Ann Arbor.
2: Did you ever have to go to East Lansing?
1: I, that's where I lived. That's okay. where I was All
2: right. Well, I just wanted, because Lansing is, you know, it's it's dangerous at, at night mostly. No, it's I'm kidding.
0: I am <laughs> just looking at you like, what? People,
1: well, and it's so funny because people say that about Detroit as well. When I lived and worked there, I mean, Detroit is Motor City. So I just felt like mm-hmm. I was at home, first of all, because it's such a motorsports-driven community. But on top of that, I mean, the way that they're changing that city and that town and the entire state actually for the better is really cool. There's a lot of craft breweries that are popping up everywhere down in Uh, Detroit, and it's kind of a revitalized downtown district. Supercross actually will make their stop there
2: this year as well. I was working at Madison Square Garden, and Mm -hmm. I I got out of there on, I want to say, a 3 o'clock flight on a Sunday, okay? So it was at LaGuardia, flew, and my stop was uh, was, uh, Detroit, and there was a girl with Delta uh, uniform on, right, sitting in the window seat. It's a two- two on the left. So it's, um, she's sitting in the window seat and I introduced myself and I said, uh, at any point do you get up to have to serve drinks and stuff? She goes, no. She's, <laughs> she said, this is part of my downtime. I said, so is, is Detroit your final stop? She goes, yeah. And I said, uh, you know, Detroit Motown and all that. She said, yeah, I kind of grew up around all that. And I said, do you like Motown? Well, yeah, my dad was, uh, Aretha Franklin's, uh, uh, manager for years. I'm thinking yep. right, right. And she took out t- t- her phone and there's Aretha sitting next to her on the couch at her house, you know, this all I said for real. <laughs> but yep. you know, those stories probably with as many stars and, and talented people in and out of Detroit over the years, I gotta believe that those stories are probably more true than not.
1: Mhm. The sports stories I've heard in that community too are just you know, because it's a legendary sort of sports market. You've got the Red Wings, mm-hmm. you've got you know, the Lions, and, and those are two legendary franchises in their own right. So yeah, it's tigers. a sports city to work from. But
2: I could but, tell yeah. you a story off air that'll just, you, <laughs> I can't <laughs> tell it on air. I'll guarantee you that. Um, anyway, welcome back to the show, everybody. Austin uh, Politelli, I believe, is coming up next. Jack, is that correct? Okay, he says
0: yes, but we're talking with Kristen B. Kristen, I'm, I'm curious about the Kicker Pro National Series. Can you explain what that is?
1: Right, so the Kicker Pro National Series is, a pro arena cross format race, uh, two classes each night, the C Pro and the Open Pro, uh, double races for most of the weekends, with exception to Greensboro. So they race on a Friday, race on the Saturday, um, and it's going to be broadcast on Fox Sports too. The races generally, you know, you'll have your heats, your LCQs, your main events. It's the same sort of format if you're familiar with what was the Anzoil Arena Cross Series, but a little bit different in the kicker arena cross series because now we have that open class the 450s can line up with the 250s and then you also have of course the 250 pro and uh since i've been working on the series i've gotten four races and now two weekends one in loveland and one in oklahoma i'm so shocked at the finesse that's involved in arena cross and that's something that always kind of opened my eyes in the Amsoil arena cross series but especially here because the track's in Ams Arena Cross, we saw a lot of really peaked out jumps and the biggest complaint from a lot of riders was, Oh, you know, this is really challenging in a way that isn't good. You know, I could go out there and get hurt. But in Ams or in Kicker Arena Cross, excuse me, they really made it a point to make the tracks challenging, but not so challenging, where the riders have to be afraid that if they're moving over to supercross they'll get hurt. And that's what's elisting so many talented guys like we have Jay Sowan out there. We had Blake Wharton at Oklahoma, and they're coming into the Kicker Arena Cross Series, and they are so, so, so smart because they're using the reps from this series to prepare themselves for the East Coast Supercross Series swing. They're, it's almost like, you know, I compare it to other sports sometimes. You can't buy intensity at a practice field or a practice track. That's why in NFL football you see preseason games, and they don't always use their starting players. They don't want guys to get hurt. Well, here in Kicker Arena Cross, These guys are coming out here with no fear of getting hurt. They're able to replicate the kind of intensity that they might see in Supercross, uh, you know, two nights in a row with four main events. And it's just, you you see the guys walking away, talking constantly of how much they're growing through these races and how good it is for them. And I'm shocked that more professional riders haven't heard about it and popped in, but now it's the TV coverage. You know that's what we're kind of hoping for that more guys
0: will hear about it and come on over. Yeah, smart. And, and you know that's uh, we've talked a lot about that with the racers on this on this program. With even like Justin Brayton and some of the top riders, you know they they really find a lot of value in going overseas. Malcolm mm-hmm. Stewart did, the, did it this year. Um, they, they see a lot he of value did it
1: himself with uh, Bursey's, I believe.
0: Right. So they 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 see the value of going overseas and riding and getting gate drops and actual race race situations rather than you know, pounding out a million laps at the, at the test track because you just can't get that same thing. And this is they can do it domestically. They don't have to, you know, do a 12-hour flight plus, 20-hour flight. Um, right. So the way I understand it, it's a series within the series, right?
1: Right, exactly. So it's a series. It's got a cap. It's going to be awarded its own champion outside of the winner Series champion. There's a special purse for that champion who will win the National Pro Series. And uh, also there's great payout so there's payout for Friday night and
0: for Saturday night for the pro classes. Mm-hmm. So a guy like Blake Wharton could mm-hmm. could go and, and race this and are they are they all done before East Coast kicks off? Because that's always been a, a deal like you know the guys who go race Germany and they do that whole series they end up having to miss a race or two because there's some overlap.
1: Right, and there is overlap. So, I mean, if you're a guy riding East Coast and you're wanting to pop in, say, for example, next weekend at Denver, um, yeah, you, you would miss a few rounds. Jace will, yeah, so I've talked to Jace more recently, and I guess he'd like to finish out the series because he's having so much fun and in turn miss a few super fast rounds. But no matter what, like Blake only popped in for Oklahoma City. We're not going to see Blake Orton again because he has other obligations, but these riders are using this series to, to prime themselves and to get those reps in. And I mean, for a lot of these guys too, it's, you know, they're earning cash on the weekend as well. They're, they're making money. They're not spending money going out there and racing. So, um, yeah, a lot of guys have been using it for practice and yeah, there is some overlap, but I don't think other than Jason at this point, anyone is really got their eye on a championship. They're using this series to to ready themselves.
0: Has Blake gotten a haircut yet?
1: No, he hasn't.
0: <laughs> it's what?
1: He still
0: looks like Chris Cornell. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> pretty long. I think it's yeah. great. I, I um, you know, it's it, it kind of confused me to tell you the truth at first because I didn't. But it's not that hard to understand. I just I thought it was a completely separate series, and I was trying to figure out, you know, like a completely separate set of races that they were doing. But it's it's uh, the TV thing. I think is brilliant because you know, they the we have a a. a Gap to fill, I think, with Arena Cross. Arena mm-hmm. Cross get, got kind of boring to watch, though. What's the racing been like mm-hmm. for you guys? I, I think having a more simple track or a mm-hmm. less dangerous track, I think it would it, it would probably keep the racing a lot closer. And, You're uh, exactly right. It you does. Know?
1: It keeps the racing a lot closer. And Steve, I'm a race fan, so I'm like you. I appreciate good racing and I like the racing to be close. But at the same time, I think that the mistake a lot of people make is they expect arena cross racing to rival super cross racing as far as um, talent depth goes. And it just doesn't right now. It's a niche sport. Arena cross is a niche sport. But I do think that when you learn to appreciate arena cross, I make this argument all the time with people. Arena cross racing is not super cross racing. It's no different. So I'm a four-wheel girl. If you're in a sprint car or a late model on dirt, it's not the same thing. It takes an entirely different skill set, bike setup rider um you know freddie norin has been racing this uh, the first four four main events that we had and he's an outdoor rider that doesn't necessarily translate same as blake wharton he's a supercross rider that doesn't necessarily translate on an arena cross track because arena cross is a different discipline so the racing and the depth of talent doesn't exactly need to be there if you know what to look for so we'll see four or five guys in in the top you know battle it out But for the most part, like, when you look down at the starts and you look at the finesse and the style that these guys are riding with, there's a lot of good racing when you know what to look for, you know? How did Blake do? Blake finished second. And he battled out with Jace Owen. So the second night in Oklahoma, he was maybe three tenths off of Jace. And he was getting awful starts his start to start to not there. But for the most part, you could tell that he was starting to figure out the body posture and the body position for arena cross. So what a lot of guys who make the transition from supercross or outdoors to arena cross struggle with is how much you have to sit down in arena cross. Because in outdoors, you have plenty of time. They actually encourage you, I think, a little bit more to be up on the bike. In arena cross, you've got to ready yourself for the transition. So before you even land, some guys are getting their body in a position to be seated and um, kind of progress through the track a little bit quicker. So everything happens, you know, a step before, even by the sections because there's t- such quick quick laps, such quick races. Um, how they sort of strategize the track with their body position is so different. Blake got it by night two. He was battling with Jace the first night. Um, he's a little further off. Uh, Isaac, Keysdale gave him a run for his money, but by night two, Blake was looking really good.
0: Kristen, I'm not uh, saying this because you're a woman. I don't want to sound like that. <laughs> I am, uh, but I am very impressed as your, as your, uh, ability to understand the sport for a, a broadcaster. And I don't mean that because you want, I really, because you compare to, uh, some of the other people that are on TV that, that cover two wheel sports and not just, um, not just supercross or motocross. I'm talking about, you know, I pay attention to a lot of them and I'm, I'm really impressed with your, uh, your, your understanding of what you're, you're talking about. So I think, uh. I think you're definitely an asset to the series because it's. I look forward to watching it on TV.
1: Thank you. Well, and I think, too, sometimes we get so concentrated on the battle from first to right. third. There's a lot of really good racing and privateers that are coming out on the weekends from these local tracks that put up great battles for fifth, sixth, and seventh. And our production crew, and again, this came together so late in the season for us. I mean, I didn't know that I was doing it until January 1st. Sure wow. that we we're going to be out and doing this. And, I mean, four days later, we're on a plane and we're going and I'm putting my notebooks together. But um, what we all kind of talked about because I had the same director that we had in arena across Glenn Seelig and um, to be honest, I probably wouldn't have done this if it weren't for Glenn. I love working with Glenn as a producer. I would work for Glenn, if we were covering table tennis, he's just a great producer to work. Which with. Which is competitive.
2: Let's. I let's do speak. love. Right. Yeah, I do love ping pong. Wow. Who
1: doesn't?
2: I watch it overnight from China. It is one of these. It's,
0: you've got a live stream in your office. I in your absolutely study. do. You know, just table tennis, twenty four seven. It's a big deal. It's well, an Olympic sport. It's an Olympic sport.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I cover Olympic sports. I got to tell you, some of them should not be Olympic sports. Okay. Everybody
0: knows I don't use that paddle, but Mama just says it's just a little white lie, so it's okay. <laughs> oh
2: my god. But yeah.
1: I mean, he's just a great producer. And one thing we really talked about was, okay, you know, when we came in, Todd from Kicker Arena Cross told us, you know what, you guys kind of do your thing and, and we'll help you where we can. And he's so open and so understanding. So there's no, oh, you don't talk about the track deteriorating in this series. There's no sort of hand over our right. mouth where we can't ask writers certain questions. And it's been good for me as a journalist because working with Glenn and this team, we've kind of sat down and been like, okay, as racers, what do we want to see? So we're putting special cameras on the battles for fourth, fifth, and sixth. So we're seeing those Thank battles you. more closely. We're putting more attention on riders who don't necessarily have the the big sponsorship with the team. So, I mean, the first round we talked with Tanner Young, who was a, a, a name that in kicker arena craft has been synonymous with victory. But when you have guys in there like Jason Owen, Isaac Teese, Freddie Noren, that would have probably gotten drawn out, had he been covering this series with anybody else but the group that we're in. So, you know, and sometimes you get these really great, honest I mean, just a few weeks ago, we had Donald Trump on you know, the bike for graphics, and we're getting these kids from the Midwest who just love racing. It's so raw and it's so real, and I love covering that because it's so genuine. So one thing that we're really showcasing in this series isn't just the top guys. No, it's up you know, in we're commerce. Up to, yeah, we're, we're up yeah. in commerce, but even guys who have done it before, and they know this isn't going to be a livelihood for them. They're hobby racers, but sometimes those hobby racers have a chip on their shoulders when they get to the starting line and they want to prove something and they want to race bar to bar with Jace Owen. And it becomes very fun for us to follow. So one thing that we're really focused on this year, at least with our production group is a developing the show. Each show we're learning about the series. We're learning how things work. We're, We're helping. It's a, you know, good relationship there because we're helping Todd and the kicker series kind of elevate what they're doing. And they're in turn, helping us elevate the show each and every episode so i mean if you see the first episode and you're like wow this is all over the place you'll see it evolve as the show goes on and i think you'll like it because we're doing a lot of things different than what we did with arena cross and even what supercross does or flat track does we're doing something very different and i think you guys will like it
2: daniel levy is the writer and uh, the son of eugene levy and they uh, they have a wonderful show out of canada called Mm Shit's creek are you familiar with that
1: I'm not familiar
2: really with Oh, my God. It's so funny. You can watch up to season five. Are of you like to say that on the radio? Shits Creek? Sure. It's it's spelled just like it sounds, only a little differently. You ever been up there? No, but it's in Canada, so it's got to be cool. Hopefully anyway, paddle. so one of the things he just observed is that they just kicked off uh, the sixth season, right? And he, he said, you know, what's interesting is to watch people find the program. Once they find it, they can't stop talking about it. That's one of the things we do once we do an event, whether it's boxing or MMA or what have you, uh, or or wrestling, speaking of Big Ten or what have you. The idea is to sit down and talk about what worked, what didn't work, and where can we get better? And right. nine times out of ten, the producers kinda of go, you know, I really got out a lot or I got a lot out of, you know, the our coverage of four, five, and six or six, seven, and eight. Mm-hmm. And and realistically, the fights for me that are some of the most interesting in MMA or boxing are the right. first two or three fights of the night. And that and, mm-hmm. and it just amazes me that I other mean, people don't get it.
1: Right, yes. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So hey Liz, we're up against the clock. Uh, can we do it again, Kristen?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know. Oh. I just want to remind everyone who's listening, you know, if you're a writer, sign up, come out and meet us in Denver, um, big purse Friday and Saturday night. You guys can get more information at kicker arena cross.com. And I always encourage everyone to, if you're a writer or if you're a fan and you have some questions, hit me up on Instagram, DM me and I'll get you all the information myself because sometimes that's a little easier when you're talking with someone, you know, um, also on top of that, the, I actually just as we're the film, got the air date email to me from my producer. Um, the first, episode will actually round one will air January 31st 9 p.m. Eastern time on FS2 so make sure you guys turn into the first episode and uh, you can also follow kicker arena cross on Instagram at kicker arena cross
2: I appreciate it Kristen we will stay in touch with the kid uh, safe travels as always kicker arena cross online look for him it's easy enough to get to kicker Cross.com. and if you want all the news it's right there as well but mm-hmm. she invited you to do so if you've got questions you know, ring yeah. her up. It's easy enough to do. Send her a nice and polite letter with your question, and then she'll uh, maybe she'll choose to answer it on air. We don't know. There could be surprises. Yeah. They're still developing this work.
1: stuff. We could work something out.
2: Kristen, thanks, kid. Best to everybody at Kicker, okay? And Fox. Thank you,
1: too.
2: There we go. Um, Tony, this is, you know, we've watched how many different arena crosses take place over the years, and I'm talking about formations of companies. We had my kid, right?
0: Well, my kid's and another guy two uh, two different guys started it way back when my kid really took it to the next level and and had backing and that kind of thing and then um you know it's he sold it was pace it was yeah it was a bunch of different companies live nation What's a pace motorsports yeah and then yeah. eventually felled um and then uh it felled it felled to the ground <laughs> what was the assumption of pace property and then, and then okay and then my kid came back out right and started the buku arena cross right. or the boohoo depending on your perspective because it didn't last either but um i have a feeling I, he did okay with that i spoke i'm sure i spoke to someone that has been involved in arena cross since the beginning yeah or close to it since the 80s um with as team wise and he said did you hear my kids going to come out with a new arena cross next next year? And I said, "Oh boy, okay." But I'm, I'm, you know what? Maybe there's, they have to make it so it's more exciting to watch than uh, when Tyler Bowers and Gavin Faith went around and and stomped everybody. And even even though Gavin did have more competition than Tyler, it just didn't it didn't make for good racing on TV. Um, and when we were there, it was okay. But uh, kicker's kind of cool. I think what they're doing. It's it's interesting to me because they don't have, you know, they they're kind of not to, you know, kind of dumbing the track down and uh, to, for lack of better words, and, and making it so that the, uh, you know, the race is a little bit closer and stuff. I think it's kind of cool.
2: All right, well, 2019 could be the year that Austin, Politelli, um makes this his own and makes a statement. He joins us now. For-